and welcome to another fantastic episode of Feed the Fish. What's up this week? What do we have in store? Well, first we have a story, as we always do, and the story is the story of voting. You see, yesterday were our local elections. We get two kinds of elections in South Africa. I don't know how it is in your country, um, whether you do have elections or whether you do it all together, or whether you simply have a dictator who tells you what to do and that's the end of it and he elects himself. Hopefully, that's not the case. In any case, we have these elections, and um, yesterday, unlike today, today's a glorious day. Today the sun is shining, uh, the birds are singing in the trees, it's really quite picturesque. But yesterday, yesterday was a storm, a howling wind, scorching, well, scorching is not quite the right word for rain, but I mean, it, the rain was properly, properly pouring down. You can see from the left to the right, or from the left to the right, or the right to the left. It was absolutely pouring down, and there was no way you could see where you were going when you were driving. But this was the voting day. So it's a public holiday, so people came out, and they're standing in the rain with their umbrellas, and their hats, and their buckets, and their galoshes, and their gumboots, and all those kinds of things. And they're queuing up to vote. So anyway, I, I, I drive to where we're going to vote, and my wife's up first. And as we're driving to go through this little suburb, now there's this one suburb that I know has issues with flooding. So I think to myself, Matt, let's not go through there. You know, your car's not very high off the ground. Let's go round that. You'll avoid it altogether. And then when I got to the suburb where the voting was, I'm driving there and thinking, you know, there's no chance there'll be flooding here. As I drive down the road, I go, oh, that's a big puddle. Then, as I keep going, I think, ooh, that's a rather big puddle. And then, as I keep going, that's an enormous puddle. It was indeed an enormous puddle. As a matter of fact, it was flooding. And we got about halfway through, and if there hadn't been a speed bump in the middle just to lift our car a little bit, I'm pretty sure we would have cut out and I would have had to get out of the car and soak myself, pushing us to the other side. Anyway, my wife went to vote, she was in the queue for some time, and then we went to, went to where I was voting, and then I voted, and I was in the queue for a shorter amount of time, and at the very least I wasn't in the rain. Now, what's the importance of voting? How does it work when you actually get there? Well, I think, first of all, well, well, how does it work when you get there? This is important to know because no one really does tell you this, but it's always always handy to know what you're in for. So how it works is you go, you stand the queue. Uh, they'll eventually split you out into groups of your last name. So if your name begins with an A, a B, a C, or whatever, then you'll go in the A, B, C queue. If your name is with a Z, a Y, or W, you'll go in the Z, the Y, and the W queue, or whatever you have it. So anyways, um, you will you'll be split into your queues and you'll gradually get to the door. When you arrive at the door, they'll spritz your hands with sanitizer and you'll go inside. Once you're inside, things start moving fairly fast. So the first step is they'll scan your ID book or your ID card and they'll make sure that you are the person on the ID card. Um, the next thing they'll do is they'll have a roll a voter's role, either that's a piece of paper or it's an electronic system. And what they'll do is they'll find your name in the role and cross you off. Um, and that's by ID number, so if your name's changed for whatever reason, that's fine. 
but your ID number needs to match with the ID on the voters roll. The next thing to do is you'll be told to go to the Incas. Now, I was quite surprised when they said this to me. I was, I was expecting, you know, the Aztecs, the Mayans, and the Incas to pop out of the woodwork. But no, this is a, this is a row of people who have um, cotton buds and um, what is supposedly impossible to remove ink, which appears to be remarkably susceptible to hand sanitizer, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and they will mark your thumb so that you can't go back and vote again although why anyone would be tempted to stand in a long queue multiple times in the pouring rain is a little bit beyond me. But I do understand you've got to stop these kinds of things from happening, so they mark your thumb. So those are the Incas. Uh, they are not a South American kingdom. They are a bunch of ladies with cotton buds. After you pass the Incas, you then get given two forms. One will be a short form, one will be a long form. Uh, the short form is for your ward, your little local area. And the long form is for the much bigger sort of place where you're in, whether that's your city or something like that. And so what will happen then is you will go and you will get these papers. You go, you hide in a box and you vote for who you want to vote for. Um, you put a little X next to those people. And once you're done, then you come out, you fold them up tiny, 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 and you stuff them into a little box in front and you be sure not to drop your ID book through the opening. Um, I didn't do this, thankfully, um, but it was a little horrifying because they're rather securely zip-tied and I can't imagine they'd be too keen to open it. In any case, um, it's important to bring your own pen and an ID book or an ID card, but that's all you need. It's not, a, it's not a hard thing to do. It's just you've got to turn up and do it. And why is it important? Well, voting's important because, first of all, for many of us, uh, people have died to give us these rights, uh, quite literally. And so it's important to respect their efforts and to go to the polls. It's also important because uh, very often in our lives, a lot of stuff gets run by the government, or not, whichever it is. Um, and, and the government plays a huge role in our lives, whether we like it or not, that's just the way things are. And so if we want to have a good government, we should play our part in voting in a good government or at the very least, voting out bad governments. And so I think that's important for us, whichever it is, whether you've got a great government, whether you've got a bad government, wherever if your government's average, it doesn't really matter, but it's important as a citizen to be involved in how your country is run, because actually at the end of the day, that's how you're run. The government makes laws that affect you. The government uh, fixes your potholes. The government looks after you. And so it's important to vote for your public servants and to have a say in how your country's run. This should be the concern of any good citizen. All right, that's voting. That's the tale of voting. I voted, no, I voted, and that's the end of that. At least until the national elections, which are coming up at some point. All right, what's our fact? Well, for a fact, I thought I would, I would read this letter from the Assistant Private Secretary to the Queen of England, who was invited to accept an Oldies of the Year award a couple of weeks ago. The letter reads, Thank you for your letter of 30th July, addressed to Sir Edward Young, asking if the Queen would accept the Oldie of the Year award. Her Majesty believes that you are as old as you feel. As such, the Queen does not believe she meets the relevant criteria to be able to accept. 
and hopes you will find a more worthy recipient. This message comes to you with Her Majesty's warmest best wishes. So, if you're trying to give the Queen an Oldie of the Year award, you can't. She says she's as old as she feels, and clearly she doesn't feel all that old. And the last thing, what is there to discover? Uh, well, we've recommended books, we've recommended movies, now we'll recommend some games. And this is a computer game, it's Apex Legends. So, Apex Legends is a battle royale game, which doesn't mean very much to many people unless you know what's going on. So a battle royale game, so that you know, is basically a last man standing game. The aim of the game is to eliminate all the other players, and if you're the last one left, you're the winner. Um, there are a couple of sort of famous battle royale games. Perhaps the most famous is Fortnite, which is quite cartoony, but quite famous. Uh, perhaps also quite famous is the um, Call of Duty Warzone, which is quite realistic uh, in terms of uh, animations, blood and guts, and graphics and weapons. And Apex Legends sits somewhere in the middle of those two. It's got good physics, it's got good movement, uh, the guns are relatively realistic, but it's not a photorealistic game, nor is it a cartoon game. It's, it sits somewhere in the middle. Um, so it's, it's a sort of semi-realistic game, but it's not a, it's not a cartoon either. It's not a, it, that's important to say, because when you're trying to imagine what a computer game looks like, you end up with one of two things. Either you're thinking something like Ratchet and Clank, which is cartoony all the way, or you're thinking of something like um, Battlefield or Call of Duty, which is incredibly serious and, and photorealistic to the point where it kind of feels like you're in the middle of a war documentary. Well, Apex Legends is this game, and how it works is you play in squads, which has always annoyed me because it's squads of three. So it's not a squad, it's a trio. Um, anyway, you take your trio and you you have various roles in this game. You have these sort of forward scouts who are able to give you information about the map. You have support who's able to kind of give your team stuff, whether that's healing or ammunition. Um, you have warriors who are able to do a lot of damage very quickly, which are great in a firefight or in a pinch. And then you have, um, what is it? I think, it's, I think it's defenders or tanks or whatever they want to call them. And those players are typically good at protecting your team from getting hurt by warriors and things. So every team has only three players, so you're always missing one of those things. Which is part of the fun of Apex Legends, because it's not just a, it's not just a gun game. I think your handling of weapons is important in this game, that's how you eliminate others. However, each character has different abilities that they can use. They have three abilities, a passive ability, which is always active, and that does different things for different characters a sort of a tactical ability uh, which is their sort of standard ability maybe for one of the for one of the characters it's like a, he can send a little grappling hook out of his hand and go flying his little robot um, and but another one of the, the features is then you have your ultimate which is the sort of long charge time ability that is generally beneficial not just for you but for your whole team so pathfinder that little robot do the grappling hook is his tactical gets like a long zip line that he can create and put up and his whole team can actually travel along it so it's something that can benefit the whole team and it's pretty cool and pretty advantageous so this is a good game who is it for um, I think I think it's four people who want to spend uh, 
uh, how long are the games? The games are about 20 minutes long, so yeah, that's if you win. <laughs> yeah, you don't always. Um, so if you're looking for something to do for 20 minutes and you want to improve your aim, uh, find some people but not be too serious about it, um, you're not feeling in the mood for a serious uh, contemplation of the justification of war games, but you're just trying to run around, use some abilities, do have some fun, and potentially win by eliminating all of your enemies, well, Apex is a good fit for you. If that's not your thing, if you don't like computer games, if you are terrible with a mouse or a keyboard and you're terrible with a controller, well, then too bad, this game's not for you. But luckily, we have this Discover segment every single week. And you know what? Next week, there might be something different. And that's it. That's it for this week's episode of Feed the Fish. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye.